0: Hi, welcome to Teach Me Biology, our revision podcast for A-level biology students. I'm Rhea Corbett. And I'm Sarah Matthews.
1: Hi, I'm Rhea Corbett. I'm a science teacher with biology specialism. And on Teach Me Biology, I am teaching my co-host and little sister, Sarah Matthews, biology A-level topic by topic to hopefully provide you are lovely listeners with an audio, audio revision, revision resource.
0: Yes, we hope that you incorporate us into your revision and as a part of your learning journey. Dip in and out, listen to the episodes on your weaker topics or use us as your audio biology Bible. Whatever you need us for, we are here. Well then, I'm going to be talking in a posh accent <laughs> from
1: now on. Oh dear. Right. I'm not joking. Episode 33. Mm-hmm. Translation. Yes. Okay, so... The second stage of protein synthesis. Last week, we did transcription, which was the first one. Do you want to recap that just a little minute? I've already forgotten. Yeah, I thought you might.
0: The whole of the last month.
1: (laughs) Transcription was making the mRNA complementary strand to the DNA gene. So uncoiling the DNA, the RNA-free nucleotides come in. They're attracted to their complementary base by complementary base pairing. They line up. The RNA polymerase joins them all together into a strand. It's spliced to remove the... Junk DNA. Yeah, so the introns. So the junk DNA, the non coding regions are spliced out. The exons are stuck back together. And then it leaves the nucleus and Mm -hmm. finds the nearest... Uh, ribosome. That's right. Okay, well done. So it will find a ribosome, and that might be in the cytoplasm, or it might be on the rough endoplasmic reticulum. So where we left off was that the mRNA had made its way up the previously s- on the biology. That's right. Have you ever thought about doing that? Um no, taking, but We can taking we snippets to. from just like previous episodes, <laughs> so we don't have to recap. Oh previously, yes, that's on. actually
0: a really good idea, <laughs> which I will now be bringing forward into future episodes. Are you gonna really?
1: Mhm. <laughs> I'm so excited. What's going to happen now is on the ribosome we're going to use the the sequence of codons. What's a codon?
0: That is, uh, you have start codons and stop codons, and that is when the sequence of proteins is at what it. Um, the, uh, correct. <laughs> Just say correct. Well done. <laughs>
1: Don't really know what you were trying to say there. <laughs> S- so
0: you have so, a code- line of. Amino
1: acids. Right. Which so you're makes trying to.
0: A protein.
1: Yeah. So you're trying to make a sequence of amino acids. Yes. Which is a protein. And we use codons to do that. So codons are three bases. Every three bases codes for an amino acid. So we've now got a sequence of codons on the mRNA strand that's come from a sequence of codons from a DNA strand. Okay. And we're going to use that to make a specific sequence of amino acids, which is a protein, like you've just said. And they'll all be joined together to make that. Peptide or protein let's just get stuck into the stages of translation i've got your diagram the diagram i'm going to use is out of a textbook this week so it is from the well if you're an a level biology student you'll probably be familiar with it if not then it's the aqa biology second edition a level year one and as uh, textbook uh, tool and tool so the mrna attaches to the ribosome at the start codon and now that is always going to be a u g that is the start codon. And it codes for the amino acid methionine. So that's always going to be the first amino acid in the sequence that's being made every time, no matter what protein. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute.
0: Can you please say the joke, the Valentine's Day joke? Yes.
1: Me. Oh, yeah. So it's Valentine's Day today, the day that we're recording. And I saw on Twitter... A really funny joke and I told it to Sarah and she's the only person that laughed because she's the only (laughs) person that gets it. So it goes like this. Roses are red and violets are blue. I wish I was adenine so that I could pair with you. (laughs) 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 Loved it. I had that special for you, Sarah. Mm -hmm. Right, where were we? We were talking about
0: Valentine's Day jokes.
1: Before that? Don't know. (laughs) You were talking about AUG. Oh yeah, so the tRNA that has the anticodon to the codon will now attach to the mRNA via complementary base pairing. So if it's AUG, what is the anticodon? UAC. UAC. So the A to U, the U to A, and the G to C. Okay? You to me. And you to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, or was it me to you? So remember the... Chuckle Brothers. Me to you. To me. To you then. To me. Remember the structure of the tRNA, one end has the anticodon and the other end has the amino acid binding site for that specific anticodon. What's now going to happen is we've got a tRNA, it's got the anticodon to the codon and it has brought with it the correct amino acid. That's, as I said before, that is always going to be methionine. The next tRNA will come because basically the ribosome will always read the codons in pairs of codons. So two tRNAs join. It kind of reads two lots of codons at once. So you've got the second one. In this diagram, what is it? ACG. ACG. So the next tRNA comes along and pairs with ACG. So that's going to be... UGC. Okay. And the amino acid is threonine. So now we've got two... Amino acids next to each other. So what we're going to do now is we're going to bond those together. Do you remember the type of bond that forms between amino acids in protein? Hydrogen bonds. No. God! (laughs) It's called a peptide bond. Yes. That bond is being sort of catalyzed by an enzyme and with energy from ATP. So you need those things in order to help to perform that bond. Now the ribosome is now going to move along. It's going to move to the next two codons. And that means that the first tRNA will now be released. So once that moves along to the next two codons, that tRNA is going to be released. The amino acid is going to stay because it's bound to that one. Where did it go? So that tRNA is now going to go back to the cytoplasm and pick up another methionine from the amino acid pool in the cytoplasm. So it's just going to keep doing what this its attracted by complementary-based into mm. there, brings amino acid over, then it gets released and it goes... But as you can see, as time goes on, when the two new ones come, the first one goes. But it leaves behind its amino acid bound to that one. Eventually, that one's going to go, but you'll have...
0: More bound.
1: Yeah, so the amino acid strand is going to be bound to the tRNAs until it's done. And then when it reaches a stop codon, so the stop... All stop. It will stop. And there are three stop codons, A U U, U G A and AAG, so they're the three possible stop codons, so if it, if it, once it gets to that, it stops, and it will just keep moving along, and the tRNAs will keep coming, and bringing along their amino acids, they'll all be in the right order because of the codons that are on the mRNA, and up to 15 amino acids could be added a second, so it's whizzing along quite fast, it's not slow, it's whizz, with whiz, whizz, whiz, whiz done. What I think is quite fascinating is there could be up to 50 ribosomes following behind the first ribosome, making the same protein. Sheep. <laughs> but do you get the idea? Yeah. So you can rapidly make lots and lots of this polypeptide mm-hmm. or this protein when needed. That is how the DNA in the nucleus has allowed us to make a protein in our cytoplasm. So what's going to happen to the protein once it's made, once it gets that stock code on and the ribosome gets released and the protein is formed, where's it going to go now? your favorite organelle my favorite organelle? favorite
0: organelle well there's lots of organelles which i think are very good i probably have to say <laughs> like, if i was choosing my favorite organelle mitochondria doesn't go to the mitochondria Ugh. you golgi. said choose my favorite i said it's your favorite okay. because i think well, what, okay. i thought your favorite golgi was golgi apparatus thought your favorite was Sorry. golgi
1: golgi apparatus <laughs> exactly so it's going to go to the golgi apparatus where it gets because you remember it's well, getting I'll get be packaged, doing the teaching folded. <laughs> <laughs> a protein has its primary structure which is which is the sequence of amino acids and then it gets folded or pleated and that's yes. held together by hydrogen bonds and then it forms its tertiary structure with further folding or pleating and there's like a number of bonds there. So you've got ionic, yes. hydrogen, and disulfide um, bridges. If the methionine isn't supposed to be a part of the They cut it away. It's cut off. Mm. I think that's vesicle. Yeah. Into the vesicle. And then off to the cytoplasm, mm-hmm. well done. I mean, after the cell membrane. Cell membrane. Yes, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Sarah. <laughs> that is translation. Now, the questions that you can get are Actually, some of the best questions, this might sound a bit weird, but I love the kinds of questions that come with this, especially if it's like, so here's your DNA strand, what's the mRNA strand going to be, and the anticodon strand going to be on the tRNA. So obviously you might still get some straightforward described translation or what is the ribosome's role in making a protein or something like that, You're like a straightforward Mm 3 mark or 4 mark or 5 mark or something maybe even. But there's loads of questions on this is the strand of the mRNA, what was the DNA, what's the first tRNA going to be, you know, that sort of thing. And then it even gives you sort of tables where it gives you all the codons for the amino acids and you've got to work out the amino acid strand, maybe. I find these fascinating. So shall I give you some questions? I've got three questions, OK? The second question involves a diagram in a minute and then we'll put it on teachmescience.co.uk, which is Mm -hmm. where all our resources will be. So question one... Name the organelle involved in translation, one mark. Ribosome. Yes, well done. You could also get a mark for rough endoplasmic reticulum Mm -hmm. because... What if I put a
0: Golgi apparatus? Then
1: you would be wrong. Oh. Okay. Right, question two. Complete the diagram to show the bases on the DNA strand from which the mRNA was translated. Now, if you look on teachmescience.co.uk and you go to the resources for this episode, you will find... That might involve looking in the Google Drive on there, but that's Mm -hmm. okay. It's all clearly signposted, Mm -hmm. isn't it?
0: It might be there. It might not be there.
1: (laughs) It'll be there. (laughs) You will find a diagram, okay? It's taken from an exam question, and it has mRNA strand in the middle, and underneath it's got empty DNA strand, and above it it's got three tRNA molecules. The point of this, and it's only two marks, but the point of this is to say, right, if that's the mRNA strand... What must the DNA have been, and what will the three tRNA anticodons be? So, let's start with the DNA strand. Following the sequence of the mRNA, what would the DNA complementary bases be? So, G is C, right? Right, so it starts with C. And
0: then G. G. And then T, or is it U? T. T, and then T again. Yep. And then A. Yep. And then C. Yep. And then C. Yep. And then A and A. Brilliant. Well done. Oh, that was so easy, man. It's really
1: easy. I'm so good at science. No. So that'll be one mark, okay? And then the next mark, uh, the bases that form the anticodons on the tRNA molecules. So starting with the first one, um, C. Right. So it'll be C. Oh, uh, G. G T. No. U. Yeah. So because ha- this is tRNA, okay. so okay. RNA, right. so there yeah, is yeah, no yeah, thymine. It. So it's C G U U U U, U. A. Yep. C yep. C A A. Brilliant. Describe the role of a ribosome in the production of a polypeptide. Do not include transcription in your answer. Three marks. Those things that
0: look like keys, what are they called again? TRNA. The TRNA, it goes in the ribosome. To the ribosome. Yeah. And then they connect with the opposite things in
1: the yeah. ribosome. So what does and the proteins. That's right. So what does the tRNA have? What? What do we call this? These Codons. Three? Uh Start codon. So that's the codon on the mRNA. What does the tRNA have?
0: Anticodons.
1: (laughs) Anticodon, right. Okay, good. So the tRNA has the anticodon binds complementary to the codon on
0: the
1: mRNA. Yeah. So, And what does the tRNA also have? Amino acids. Amino acids. Anything else you want to
0: add? They all get matched up and then the protein stays...
1: Yep. Yeah, so the amino acids stay there. the peptide bond. With a peptide bond.
0: And then the other thing goes back and then other ribosomes are also in the works as well, doing other things. Okay,
1: good. you got some good ideas there, got yeah. good knowledge. I wouldn't necessarily say that you would have got three marks from what you said. The first marking point is the mRNA binds to the ribosome. So the mRNA or the ribosome binds to the RNA. It doesn't matter which way you say it, they bind together. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And then the second marking point is the idea of of two codons. So reading two at once kind of thing. And then you would have got your mark for allows the tRNA with anticodons to bind. And then the formation of the peptide bond. And what if I'd said this is called transcription? That's a a wrong thing. Translation. It is called translation. (laughs) But I don't know you get a mark for that either, really. And then the formation of the peptide bond between the amino acids... And then it moves along to the next codon. That would be your last way of getting your three marks. So you'd okay. got two.
0: If I was lucky, I'd have got two.
1: If no, because was... you were nice specific about anti-codon, peptide bonds. Mm-hmm. You'd have got mark, two marks.
0: I was just going to say that I feel like if like a driving instructor was, uh, I mean like a driving tester, was marking it, then they'd be really harsh on you. That's what I was thinking in my head. In what way? You know, because they're like horrible
1: people. Yeah. Like they probably wouldn't give me those marks.
0: That's just what I was thinking
1: in my head. That's <laughs> you were what thinking, I was right, thinking, So, if you were thinking if somebody like a driving instructor was my. The driving tester, you tester, know, the person who gets in was the car, mar- Yeah, but it depends on which one. They're all horrible people. But can't I alienate every single driving instructor that ever listens to us? Have ever, you ever to met us?
0: a driving in list Mine was all right. Person, a driving tester person, not the instructor because the instructor's always nice. The driving tester person, have you ever met a nice one?
1: Mine was okay. Oh, no, he wasn't, actually. They're all horrible. My one said to, said to me at the end of my driving test, if it was up to me, you would have failed.
0: Mine said, mm, uh, I think you should go on and have some more lessons, even though you've passed.
1: <laughs> but he still passed you.
0: Yeah. And then he gave me three marks for being too slow. I was trying to be cautious.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm not a bad driver, but I don't suppose I had the best test but it's such a situation like do you know what i was most happy about when i tested when i passed my test was i never tested positive
0: (laughs) (laughs) i was so happy when i tested positive
1: anyway do you know what i was so happy about when i passed my test um that you passed that i didn't have to do the test ever again yeah that was it it was like i don't have to go through this horrible horrible ordeal ever again Mm -hmm. i've passed didn't you pass first time yeah
0: i passed third time I'm not going to name the guy, the absolute awful guy. His name was Charles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but there must be some nice testers out there.
0: I went into my driving test, right, the very first time. And I had this guy and he was horrible awful. Yes, I failed badly. Like, good thing he failed me. And then I was like, I went in the second time and I thought, there's absolutely no way I can fail this time unless I get the same guy. I got the same guy. <laughs> i got in the car and already i was super nervous because i had the same guy and then he was like i remember you i remember the what did he say uh i remember the ink on your arm or something he was like just this awful man talking about your tattoo yeah and then he obviously remembering the awful test uh obviously i failed that time because it was the same guy and then the third time i had a different guy and passed it was just that one horrible guy
1: but your third man was nice. No, he was so horrible. <laughs> Do you think if you became a driving tester that you would be?
0: I'd give everyone lee- leeway. I'd be like, that's not your fault, mate. She died, but was it your fault? Was it your fault? You passed. <laughs> you did a crash, but it wasn't your fault. It was mine. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. I would give people lots of leeway. You'd make people feel comfortable. Make them feel comfortable. I wouldn't ask the stupid questions at the start, and I would just be like, "That wasn't your fault. That car was whatever." Because a lot of times, I think, "On, I failed." A lot of the times, it was not my fault. Like, give me an example. Um, I was gonna go at the roundabout, and I went a little bit, and then a car came around, and I stopped, and then he said, "I failed because I was out of the roundabout. I was on the roundabout."
1: I'm like, "I'm not being funny." And you were being cautious. We either would have died, <laughs> or I stopped. <laughs>
0: What we say, But you don't have to ever do it again. Shall I do my roundup? This was years ago as well. I'm still, like, annoyed about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is this why you don't drive?
0: No, I just don't like driving. I just get very nervous on the roads. OK. Shall I do my roundup now? Mm-hmm. We oh. yes, round up.
1: Translation is the second stage of the process of protein synthesis. The mRNA that has been made following transcription in the nucleus is now attached to a ribosome at the first dark codon. The specific tRNA molecule with the anticodon complementary to this first codon binds to it using complementary base pairing. This tRNA has brought with it the specific amino acid that is coded for by the codon. This will be attached at the amino acid binding site. The next tRNA will also bind to the next codon, bringing the second amino acid in the primary sequence. A peptide bond will form between these two first amino acids. This uses ATP and is catalyzed by an enzyme. The ribosome will now move along to the next two codons. The first tRNA is now released and can go and pick up another specific amino acid. The process continues until the complete protein, or polypeptide, is formed. There could be up to 50 ribosomes attached to the mRNA, making identical polypeptides. When the ribosome reaches the stop codon, it's detached and the protein moves to the Golgi operators to be packaged and modified. Um, wide reading this month of February is the podcast Made of Stronger Stuff. February. February. You will find it anywhere, probably where you are listening to us right now. Search Made for Stronger Stuff and you will find it. It is a BBC Radio 4 podcast. The hosts are Kimberly Wilson, who's a psychologist, and Dr Zand Van Tulliken, who is a doctor and Together they talk about different parts of the body so that so far that I've listened to they've done eyes, lungs and spine. It's fascinating stuff. I think it's you know perfect for anybody studying biology and psychology. It's not always up there with like A-level content, if that makes sense, but I think it definitely gives you a wider view of things and gets you to look at things differently and just gives you more context to biology and psychology. Takeaways? Have you got any takeaways? No. <laughs> Have you got any
0: takeaways? My takeaways are the ribosome reads two codons at one time. It moves on really quickly.
1: That's good. That's good.
0: There is some binding at the ribosome. I remember that. Complementary base pairs. Then the, what's that called? tRNA, anticodon. It goes back. Goes yeah, back to once the it's released it will go back and that bit goes to, the top bit with the protein, that goes to the Golgi apparatus for folding and ironing. Well done. Mm-hmm. Right, I
1: haven't got the contactors.
0: Oh, if you'd like to contact us, you can go to www, for God's sake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shall I go and get
0: the thing? You can go to teachmescience.co.uk. We have an email and that is teachmescience at gmail.com. Is that right? Or is it teachmebiology at gmail.com? I don't know. Because
1: it might G- be teachmebiologycast at gmail.com. So I better go and go.
0: My Christ. Because
1: all the member, all the Instagram and the Twitter are different as well.
0: Teachmebiocast at gmail.com. Look, it's going to be one of them. Just email all of those.
1: <laughs> That's my full address. Are you talking to the people while I'm not here? <laughs> don't ever talk to people when I'm not here again, OK?
0: I've got to cut all that out anyway because I
1: gave my full name and address (laughs) and my phone number.
0: (laughs) Go on then. If you'd like to contact us, you can go to our website at teachmescience.co.uk. You can email us at teachmebiologycast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at teachmebiocast and you can go to our Instagram at at teachmebiologycast. Is that the bowel? Yeah, that was the bowel. Oh, okay. I've got to go and have my lateral flow tested. Oh, nasty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a bit used to it now. How many have you had now? 50.
1: (laughs) Absolute (laughs) expert now, aren't you?
0: And people are like, oh, you never get used to it. I feel like you do.
1: I don't think I'll ever get used to it.
0: People will say they really, really hate the nose bit. Because we do. Throat and nose. The throat is the worst bit for me. I don't understand how people can be so... Casual about the stickers in my throat.
1: Bit. I'm always happy to get the throat bit over with first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then putting something that's been down my throat up my nose makes me feel a bit uncomfortable.
0: If it was the other way around, I'd be
1: uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, I Some suppose. people
0: come in and say, okay, so was it nose first? And I'm like, ew. <laughs> Creep. <laughs> okay, you better go then. Yeah, I better go. Don't want to miss um... your
1: appointment. You've only got a 15 minute window. <laughs> God. We're chatting on.
0: Okay, well, I've been Sazamats. And I am Rhea Corbett. This has been Teach Me Biology and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, bye, bye.